0: In today's episode, I had the pleasure in speaking with Katie Thorndike of the Otherwise Intelligent Woman podcast. We spoke about self-employment from full-time employment at a engineering firm. We discussed what her family life is going to be like in August cuz she's due for a baby, and we also touched on the podcast and some blog posts, etc., etc., etc. Hope you enjoy the show, but before we get to that, here is a quick word from our sponsors. Today's podcast is brought to you by Socket Talk. Socket Talk is the text message functionality of the award-winning Dealer Socket Blackbird CRM. You see, text messaging is a rapidly increasing way for dealers and shoppers to do business. We all do it on a day-to-day basis. In fact, dealerships have averaged a 50% increase in text activity in the last month alone. According to users of Dealer Socket CRM, the difference happens when you add text messaging into common everyday processes. Take automating the delivery of sales appointment confirmation texts, a practice that has shown an increase in the form of confirmations and higher show rates. You can use the text messaging tool to respond to internet leads uh, internet leads, add a picture, add a video. It too has resulted in more opt-ins and more customers being engaged with you at the dealer. It's increased your experience, your customer experience see why more dealers are turning to dealer socket CRM socket talk texting tool to change the way they communicate at dealersocket.com again socket talk from dealer socket blackbird CRM for more information dealersocket.com today's episode is also brought to you by a very dear friend of mine Katie Thorndike and you see, Katie has a whole new chapter in her life that's about to be unveiled, and she has a podcast called The Otherwise Intelligent Woman, and I think she should get rid of the otherwise part because she is the intelligent woman. I think she's a genius. She won't say it, but that's okay. Her podcast is all about women. It is a fantastic show. I listen to it often, and I listen to it so often that I, in fact, and I've told her this, I wish I were a woman. So I could be on her show. For more information or to get the link to her podcast and her website, please visit brandonsocket.com forward slash T-O-I-W, the acronym for her show, T-O-I-W. Again, brandonsocket.com forward slash T-O-I-W. Welcome to the Brandon Socket Experience. It didn't give me the legal thing avoid legal snacks by telling people they're being recorded all right well hey listen I'm gonna keep that in the podcast so Katie thanks
1: for joining me on the podcast today oh you're welcome I'm happy to be here
0: I really appreciate you showing me this whole new way to record of using Skype so anybody that's listening if you're gonna be on my podcast we are gonna try Skype we're gonna see how the recording goes uh, ring central works but um, you know we'll give this we'll give this skype a shot so how how has Katie been doing today
1: Pretty good. It has been a busy workday with lots of technical glitches and a socially distanced visit from my mom that meant I got a bunch of groceries for free. So like, good day.
0: <laughs> free groceries uh, worth the risk of, of getting COVID, I think. Um, and so today I want to talk to you about self-employment. You just mentioned it, you know, busy work day. Uh, not I don't know how many people know this, but you're self-employed. I do want to get in your podcast because you are a sponsor of my show, uh, and I, you know, in my sponsorship, it's true. I wish I were a woman just to be on your podcast. <laughs> and the last thing we're going to talk about uh, that I'm excited about, and I talked about with my last guest, although he is a father now, uh, you and Adam are about to have a baby in T minus thirty-ish plus days. I think you're going to go a week early, so you're less than thirty days away. So, um, let's talk. Let's. Uh, what, do you, what do you want to talk about first? Self-employment.
1: Sure, let's go there. Uh,
0: So I know we've known each other for a while. Um, I think you're a genius. Can you just remind me and my listeners where you went to school and what would you take?
1: Sure. Uh, So many years ago, I did an undergrad degree at Queen's University in mechanical engineering. And then I went overseas for two years to England to do my grad work. So I did one year at Oxford Brooks, which was a motorsport engineering master's. And then I did a second year at Southampton, which was race car aerodynamics. And the short explanation for why anybody would do two master's degrees is because <laughs> I could not decide between the two. So that's so why we went do there. So just do two. Yeah, let's just do two. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I was telling someone
0: about you I said, yeah, she went to Oxford, so she's, like, so smart. It's not even funny. (laughs) I I said, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're essentially qualified to work on an F1 team, a Formula 1 team, correct?
1: Yeah, and that was the initial goal. So I went over to the UK thinking, okay, well, this is the place to get the education. This is where all the Formula 1 teams are. This is where I'm going to stay. This is what I'm going to do. And then I realized I hated England. (laughs) <laughs> so
0: plans well, changed. Well, Formula One's worldwide. I guess I mean, but you're right. I mean, I guess all the teams are located there, so you'd have to stay there. Mm-hmm. So you did all this schooling. I don't want to say for nothing, but so you, you came to a halt, and then and then well, what, it it
1: was super. It's kind of so it was a little bit fortuitous because I got to see all of my classmates in that first degree go off and try and find work. So I was still in school for that second year, but I got to see them all try and find a job, try and land a contract, learn how little they actually made for all that education. And I just thought, no way. Like, no way am I going to live like a student for another five years and get paid 20,000 pounds for a salary when I'm working 100 hours a week. Like, this is crazy. Yep. Um, And I was lucky because I was working for a company before I went over to the UK and they are a motorsport engineering firm. So they helped me get all of my dissertation projects and models and wind tunnel testing all completed. So I stayed in touch with them for basically the entire two years. And they offered me a position when I graduated and they wanted me to stay in England because they had a tech center there but their main tech center was actually in Markham, just outside of Toronto. So, yep. I said to them, "Listen, I really would love to take this job, but I want to come home." And they were like, "Cool. Fine. Let's do it." And so, really? I worked. Yeah, it was I was really lucky that they were super flexible and it ended up that the tech center in Canada was way more the hub of most of the stuff that was going on. So, yep. Yep. It kind of worked out. I got to come home. I got to live in a normal place and have my car back and
0: less rain, less <laughs> right, rain, less weather, less, don't less,
1: that. less lots of other things also that I was like, wow, didn't know that about England. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up building a career there for seven and a half years. Built a team up, um, and basically we took on full vehicle motorsport and aerodynamic programs using computational fluid dynamics so we got to do some pretty cool stuff while I was and there for,
0: for myself and everyone listening that just went way over ahead fluid dynamic whatever okay <laughs> so you're really smart but now you're not there anymore nope so what what went through Katie's mind why did you make the switch from there to what you're doing now so so you're so you know Talk about, so self-employment, you Mm -hmm. do a bunch of stuff and we've chatted about this before. So just quickly remind me there's a a few different areas you work in. So let's go through what you do on your self-employment side and then then tell me why you made the switch.
1: Sure. So right now I have a roster of clients that happens to basically all fit within the niche of tech heavy businesses. So I work with automotive companies, uh, chatbot suppliers, IT firms, content writing firms that need someone who actually understands engineering, websites, software, all of those topics. I happen to have the tech background, but I also have the communication skills to be able to talk about those things in a way that doesn't confuse people. Right. So what I've done is basically built a business on the back of marketing, SEO, blog writing, content creation, all those things that we all know are really important right now. But really focusing on businesses that are in tech industries and need someone like me that can understand the nitty gritty of what they're saying and then translate it into what their customers actually need or explanatory materials or in the case of a, a car dealership, you know, yep. how do you explain this technical feature to the salespeople that are on the floor? So I've been doing lots of different communication avenues and I've, yep. I've really built my business up around writing and editing at its base, but yep. getting into some pretty cool, complex topics.
0: Okay. And are you still doing, uh, I thought you were proofreading or something?
1: Uh, I was doing that. Okay. I have... It's kind of part of what I do now, but I'm not doing that as my main source of income. I really did that at the beginning when I quit my job and it basically kept me afloat for the first year, year and a half. It was a lot of work, but it was good, steady work.
0: And things are, how long have you been self-employed now? I feel like it's been three or four years.
1: Uh, Two and a bit. Okay. Two and a bit. Yeah.
0: And things are going well?
1: Yeah, really good. I mean, you know, there's ups and downs with self employment. Yeah, yeah. uh...
0: You know, it's. I'm glad you said that. The reality for you and I, and I say this to everybody, they're like, "Hey, Brandon, COVID, how you doing?" I'm like, "Well, I typically work from home. I'm like, I'm not self employed, but I work for. I'm a remote employee. I usually travel six, maybe eight days out of the month. So normally, I'm at home. My only distraction now is." I've got two young kids and a wife and a dog that are home with me all day long while I'm trying to get stuff done. They're they're screaming in the other room and playing and doing their thing. And that's been the challenging part for me. Now, was, was Adam out of, you know, was he off for a little bit at all or was he always yeah. into... So, so he... he bugging the crap out of you, or what?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I won't send him the link to this podcast. So oh, he knows. Hear. I mean, yeah, I know there know. were there were definitely some moments where we looked at each other like we are going to kill each other. Um, but he was off for probably two months. I didn't
0: think it was that long.
1: Yeah, he got laid off fairly early on, and luckily he got called back fairly early as well. Yep. But. It was it was quite strange to and you know what, especially for him, because he's such a hands on get things done, yep. loves productivity, loves building things. And it was really hard for him to take like eight weeks off and, and think like, what am I going to do with my time?
0: How much eye racing did he do?
1: Oh, a lot. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> uh, he, he was sending me links to his uh that little legends online series he was in so i watched a couple but um i mean it's you know it did did you have time like did you lose contracts were you were oh you yeah continually okay so oh, yeah. so these these first three episodes i've been you know a lot of people have been saying about that everyone hit a reset button right so were you able to sit back reset and kind of understand where you were headed and did you make any changes to go into different directions like what what happened through your mind over the last four months
1: yeah it you know what it's one of those things where when it first hit I had mm, you know a couple of potential slash new clients in the pipeline and basically they're all small businesses so yep. essentially any discretionary spending is has basically been cut Mm -hmm. Uh, marketing is typically one of the first things that does get cut in a recession. Yep. So I lost, um, a couple of potential contracts. The strange thing that did happen though, is some of the content firms that I worked with, or we'll call them instructional kind of design firms where I write manuals and things for, they both had this really quick shutdown, not a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And then about, I would say like two or three weeks after everything kind of closed down, the businesses that were still contracting them to do some writing were going, oh boy, we really need to get some communication out about either what our business is doing, how we're pivoting. The automotive stuff was interesting because they had to go from in-dealership training models to... (laughs) creating all of these virtual tools. So I've actually been really busy now trying to transfer over everything so that it's a virtual presentation or call yep. or whatever it happens to be. Yep. Um, but the other thing that really changed for me was, so I, I lost one client and then I lost a couple potential clients and then I went into, okay, we kind of got to get a little bit scrappy. Yep. We do need some more income. So like, this is so basic, but this is how I got an amazing client. I just went on to LinkedIn and yep. I said, Hey, I know things are really tough for a lot of businesses right now. They're tough for me too. Here's all the things that I can do for businesses for mm-hmm. very affordable rates, because it's just me. Yep. And if you know anybody who might be needing these things, let me know. Mm-hmm. So I literally screenshotted that post and then also posted it on my Instagram stories. Yep. And a friend of a friend who had connected me via my <laughs> podcast again, yeah. totally random. Yeah. Responded to that story and was like, "Hey, I'm really trying to get all of this stuff set up for my business. Yep. Let's do a call. I need my entire website written. I want to get marketing done monthly." Let's do this thing. Sweet. So I got a really steady, super cool client that I love working with by pivoting that way. And then the other thing that I realized I needed to do in this crazy time where this might seem counterintuitive is I needed to outsource. Because I can only work so many hours out of the day. And I was hitting that ceiling of how much money I could charge per hour. Right. Right. Also, um, growing a human, really hard work. <laughs>
0: You're not supposed to say that till the end. Yeah, growing a human and all so, the side effects of that and the distractions yeah. and the pains and the, you know, you name it. I, I've never been pregnant myself, but I just, <laughs> I, you know, my wife has twice. So I totally, I understand that part of it. And um, yeah, growing a human not the easiest and then, and then work, you know, potentially eight, 10, 12, like, like you can't do it. It's not possible. No,
1: you can't do it. So that was the other thing that's changed recently, which is any of the work that I'm trying to take on. And I have this one client who's amazing that I'm doing monthly work for in terms of content creation and marketing and social media. Um, I've basically pivoted that side of my business to an agency model. Okay. So instead of it being me doing everything, I have one or two people that I can outsource this work to yep. who are just as good at all of that stuff. But it really, mm. it allows me to still make a little bit of money, but also pay right. these writers and graphic designers and stuff a decent wage. Because in marketing, that's one of my pet peeves, especially when you get into niches like tech. Yep. People deserve to be paid fairly okay. well for all of their time, but they're often not so it's been it's definitely been a challenge we're definitely taking baby steps but um i think it's the perfect time to also start looking into that kind of model because it would allow me to scale while i'm busy with other things and i don't have to do all the work
0: yep now i'm just pulling up your website is so we're on a podcast you know it's not i don't want to call it a sales pitch but you are a sponsor so how can I've got dealers obviously listening to this right now. If a dealer needs help writing, where do they get a hold of you? Do they go to katythorndike.com? Do they go to the contact me section? Is that is that yeah, the best spot to go? That would be okay. the
1: easiest place. And from my website, you can always visit my LinkedIn or my Instagram to get a feel for who I am. But that's the easiest place to get a hold of me and talk through some of the things that I can help with in terms of communication. Because the other thing is that as business owners or sales consultants or professionals in any field, you, of course, can do that thing best. But it's always the thing that falls off the list. It's always like the blog writing, the social media content, the newsletter that has to go out. It's all those things that don't necessarily contribute to the bottom line right away. Mm And, and of course, that professional can do it so much better. But it's uh, this is the lesson that I'm really learning in my own business. The more that you can outsource that stuff for a reasonable price or to somebody that you trust, the more that you can focus on the thing that you do best, which is probably sales, pitching, yeah. getting new clients, all that jazz.
0: It's delegating. You still get to keep the client, right? Yeah. It, it actually, it, it enables you to grow your business even more, to acquire more more, you know, dealerships or people and still be able to outsource, you know, I I used to do that with BMW. I mean, it was nothing crazy where, you know, the BMW would call me and say, we need people to go work our BMW event. Okay, great. Uh, Here's how many people we need. And I get to hire people. So I'd still, you know, I'd make a little bit show up, do that, but it enabled me to not be there, still make a little bit, pay some people to have some fun and then go work on another side project or or whatever the case may be. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I totally get that part. Now, you mentioned the podcast earlier. When did you decide, I'm going to do a podcast? What made you know, what went through your head? What was the turning point um, where you said, hey, I'm gonna do a podcast?
1: Yeah, the podcast uh, has definitely morphed into something much more close to my heart than I initially thought it would be. I in the process of starting up this business, which is really about showcasing my ability to communicate and write things, I thought, OK, how am I going to get content to write articles about people or interview them? And so I started thinking, ah, oh, it'd be really cool to interview other women about what they do for work, what their challenges are, what lessons they've learned. I always find those topics really interesting. Mm-hmm. And so then I thought, OK, cool, I'll set up a bunch of interviews. I'll record them and then I'll write a series of blogs. But then the thought came into my head, wait a second. If you're recording these, there are so many people that prefer to listen to audio versus read a blog Mm -hmm. that maybe you're missing the boat here if you don't jump on the podcast train and actually get this put out as a couple different types of content. Yep. So. It's I ended repurp-
0: up- re- repurposing it. It's, that's all 100%. it is. 100%. It's, it's, it's just, right? it works. like
1: maximizing the number yeah. of places that you can put this content that you spend time on. Yep. So I started it about a year after I quit my full time job. And there's a reason for that lag, which is. A, I was really, really angry at the industry and the company that I worked for for a while. And I knew that that wasn't the right time to talk about things intelligently. So I waited. Turn off your phone. I know. Well, it's my husband. (laughs) God damn it. He's
0: bugging you 24-7. I'm going to text him right now what you're
1: Yeah. (laughs) And he'll know. You're alone. Um. But, anyways, uh, so I started about a year after I had quit. And I knew I had a lot to say about business and traditional corporations and being a woman in a really male dominated industry. And I just, there were so many issues and so many layers to everything that all of us deal with at work yep. that I wanted to have conversations with other women about how they dealt with it or. Was that an issue for them? Or have they decided to go on a different path? And so I just started talking to all basically my friends, my network, and then that kind of trickled out to people that they knew and it grew into a podcast that really touches on not only business, but life and all the issues that naturally interweave between all the different areas that we encounter. But it's been, it's definitely a labor of love it is you know it's kind of turned into a way that people get to know me yep so it is a little bit top of the funnel sort of content creation yeah but it's actually been of course i'm working from home too so
0: <laughs> it's it's the new norm it's covid 19 <laughs> my dog's been barking on my podcast all the time zip it
1: yeah, <laughs> it's basically half my editing job is yeah, um, right. getting rid of Ella's contribution. <laughs> <sighs> basically, so, our neighbors are just outside and they shouldn't be. So,
0: gotcha, gotcha. And mm-hmm. so, I feel like you're what you're on episode sixty-four most recently. Yep. And have you have you come up with a schedule? Are you releasing them every Monday, Wednesday? Are you doing it once a week? Um, I think early on, I think you, you just bounce as many out as possible, but what's your, what's your schedule like on your podcasts?
1: So right now I'm doing every Monday I release an episode and I had, I had thought about doing an interview on Monday and then maybe a solo episode on a Wednesday or a Thursday, but (laughs) my tendency is to take on too much all the time. Yep. So I'm keeping it at once a week. And my goal is to try and get as many of these interviews kind of stored up before baby comes and allow me to get a bunch of them uploaded so that we can continue on with once a week. Because I honestly think that, I mean, not only do you get better as you continue to do this, but consistency is the number one thing that is missing in most podcasts that like fall off the radar.
0: Yeah, I've had my own issues, you know, my YouTube channel, I was trying for, you know, every Friday or once a month. And then it's like, I haven't done a video for for two or three months, you know, I think before COVID, simply because you get busy, you get distracted, you're doing other things. And same with the podcast, I was thinking, maybe I'll do it on like the 1st and the 15th, or maybe I'll just do once a month. Then I got a list of guests and I'm like, okay, I have enough to do a whole year or at least six months worth. When do you do that? Do you start recording now and, and get 10 or 12 up? But then it's like that 12th one is four months out. Is the information still relevant? So yeah, it's quite a, mm-hmm. you know, consistency is key. And I think you hit the nail on the head and I hope you you do um, do that. But for me, I had um, Ryan Thompson is at uh, Ernie Dean Chevrolet in Alliston, I think it is. He's gonna be a guest in September. He's super swamped. But he mentioned to me as uh, some positive feedback of, you know, doing some Dealer Socket podcast where it's just me solo talking about a process within a process or, or what whatever the case may be. And I started to think about that going, I could repurpose my YouTube videos into a podcast. I didn't. Uh, but I could take some of those podcasts and explain them. Um, I could take those videos, make them a podcast because you're, you're right. Not everyone's into video. Not everyone's into just audio. And not everyone's into written, right? So you got to take you know, your podcast. And I read, uh, what was it? I thought I read one of your blogs. It was something about, where was it? Where did I, Maybe you posted something on LinkedIn talking about um, how to take your podcast and write the description or show notes or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I suck at it. So it's one of those <laughs> things where it's like, you know, you should be able to record, you know, take a written blog, turn it into a video and turn to a podcast, right? So you could take your video and just, you know, extract the audio only and make a new podcast and then, you know, transcribe that via software or yourself typing. But, you know, consistency, I think, and repurposing that info to hit everybody because, you know, I'm a podcast guy. I love making videos and I don't mind watching videos, but, you know, when I used to drive, all I do is listen to podcasts.
1: That's yes. it.
0: I, I can't watch a video when I drive. Now I don't drive. So I'm more into video. Uh, I'm on YouTube and whatnot, watching different, different videos or, or Facebook video or something like that. So, um, so what's, What's next with the podcast? Are you going to start to have male people on it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It would be breaking the mold, you wouldn't can't. it? The
0: name, it's, well, yeah. the otherwise intelligent woman. That's, that's I think that's referencing you, and I think you should take the otherwise out. You just call it the intelligent woman. Um, <laughs> I think like twice a year you should have some men on it. I don't know. I'm just okay, I'm pulling well, your, so I'm here's pulling the your idea. Chain, your chain
1: well you are but like also we're talking about being clever repurposing content making sure you're getting the most out of things and this is going to go on your podcast but in my mind i'm like hey if brandon is cool with it this should totally also go on my podcast which would also give me another episode to keep in the vault for when i need to have some stuff stored away
0: yeah when babies. Coming out, you can just say, "Here's a podcast I did back in the day." But like, you know, I'm reading the titles of your podcasts, and I must admit, I don't think there's a man on earth that's going to talk about balancing full-time work with startup life, right? Like, they might talk about it, but I think there's too much testosterone going on. Mm-hmm. Babies in business, not a chance. A mm-hmm. man's going to talk about it. So I think, you know, I've listened to your podcast. I haven't listened to every episode. I've listened to some of them, and people that I, I think Amy's one that you had recently. I know Amy. Is that the Amy I know? Amy Young uh, Amy,
1: Amy? Amy oh young, do you know her?
0: Is she not on the race team? who's on no
1: the... that was another that... Amy, different Amy,
0: okay, so i thought I thought that was that Amy, but um, yeah, I think the podcast is great. you know, I say it all the time. I wish I were on it. Maybe I will be now that I've forced my way in there. Um, <laughs> you know <laughs> now, how are you transitioning working from home? running your podcast to having a baby in August twenty second, you know, August 20th, you're, you're due in there in that range. What's, what's the plan?
1: <laughs> the plan, as I uh, dive deeper, my academic side has divin- driven, see, words are hard when baby is also taking I, your yeah. brain power, <laughs> which is excellent for my type of business. Yeah. Um, I've also really gotten into studying stoicism. So this is a weird kind of offshoot, but essentially diving into an ancient philosophy that's all about living in the real world, understanding what you can and cannot control, and really just planning for every possible scenario, not knowing what's around the corner, and deciding that whatever happens, you're going to love it so my my brain is preparing for the very organized regimented morning routine always having my control over my own time being completely ripped away in about five weeks yep um and so the plan is there is no plan okay which is very strange for both adam and i because you know both of us
0: yep yep
1: and i'm basically going into it thinking okay I can put about half of my work on hold, at least for a month, give myself some breathing space, how to figure this thing out, what's it going to look like, are we going to have one of those babies that actually sleeps, or are we going to have one of those babies that just never sleeps?
0: I hope you do, but deep down, I hope you don't. Because right? <laughs> <laughs> both my kids didn't sleep.
1: Yeah, and I mean, that's the norm. Yeah. So it's... half of it I can put on hold. The other half in the agency model, basically, I'm still on the hook to make sure that I check in, make sure I'm quality control, pass the stuff off to the client. So it's not like I'm going to be working near as much as I am now, but I right. I still kind of have to.
0: And you have that luxury. The comment I was going to make is you work from home. So yeah. There's no maternity leave, right? No. Yeah. You know, unless you unless you banked money for the last X amount of years doing this to know that you're going to be out for 6 months, you know, yeah. times, you know, salary per month and what you want to have. There's no there's ain't ain't happening. And so right. You know, the nail on the head for you is, you know, yeah, I know you too. You're going to work. You're going to, you know, you're going to have some routine. Baby's going to wake up consistent at this time. You're going to have a feeding, you know, baby's typically going to nap between X and Y. And my advice to you is to nap when baby naps, mm-hmm. at least for the first little bit. Um, my wife didn't, and we still joke about it today. But, you know, it um, you're going to have your moments. But, you know, self-employment is self-employment. You, you, you're going to have a baby, and within 30 days, you're going to have to start doing four hours a day or whatever the case may be yeah. to, to keep things afloat. And Adam's going to have to do some some overtime. And you just have to do, as far as you and Adam are concerned, my wife have this conversation all the time with people. You do what works for you mm. and never be ashamed of it. Because what you'll realize is there are so many other families that are the same or opposite or a little different or they do, you know, it's just, it's funny when we start to talk about people like, you know, we used to shy away from this conversation and, and I don't want you to answer whether you're going to do it or not. Cause I really don't care. Uh, we did the family bed because mm. McKenzie, McKenzie wouldn't sleep. Up for an hour and a half, you'd step on a creek on the floor, up for another hour. You'd feed her, you'd put her to bed, hour and a half, up, up, up. Michelle, after, I think it was a month and a half or two months of this no sleeping, Michelle brought her into the bed. Um, I think she she woke up, she breastfed her, she put her in the bed beside her, slept for three hours. And it was like, oh my God, (laughs) Michelle's like, you're sleeping on the couch. This baby's coming to the bed with me. And I'm like, whatever. You need your sleep. I'm working during the day. You're at home. That's fine. And so we ended up taking a twin-size mattress, shoving it against the wall between the wall. It was between the wall and our queen-size bed. And Michelle would literally roll off our bed onto the twin, feed Mackenzie, roll back up, and go to sleep. I didn't yeah. hear a single thing at night. And that's what worked for us. And, and that's how we kind of got through that that crazy period of, you know, baby can't talk and tell us what's going on. But... You know, I think your your life is going to change in August, and I'm gonna I'm actually gonna text Adam again and tell him your old life is over. Get ready, bud. (laughs) Get some sleep. Well, yeah, you can't even go to movies anymore because I always say get some sleep, go to movies. You know, uh, on Sunday night at nine p.m., look at Katie and go, hey, let's just go out for a bit, and you guys can go. Okay, let's do it because once baby arrives, it's limited. So yeah. Anywho, um, I want to ask you unless you had something else to say there. I want to ask you about your blog post from last August, 11 days into my social media detox.
1: Mmm. That's a juicy one. <laughs> I want you to just,
0: I mean, people can go to katythorndyke.com forward slash blog. It's from August 11. If you scroll down like a quarter of the, that's actually the, that's the second row of uh podcast in the middle on my monitor. I'm sure it's a responsive website, but it's got a Facebook picture with little pills in it. Mm-hmm. How, like what happened? You just said that's it i'm I'm shutting her down for 11 days or what
1: well more than that so i read a book called digital minimalism by cal newport okay if you're like brandon and i and you really dig kind of social commentary but still really well researched philosophical type books i highly recommend it because all of us are on social media all the time And we don't often press pause long enough to go, what's this doing to my brain? Yep. So his recommendation was to do a detox. Mm -hmm. And his was 30 days. Now, of course, if you got to be on it for business, you can put your own boundaries around it. You can do it for a weekend. You can do it for two weeks, yada, yada, yada. But I thought, you know what? August is typically a slow month for business. So... Let's try it. So I did not go on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn for an entire month except to post pre-canned content. So like I would go in, copy, paste, image, post, get out.
0: And not read anything. No consumption. Okay. Yep.
1: Zero yep. consumption yep. of social media garbage for a month.
0: It's addiction is all it yeah. is.
1: Oh yeah. boy! And yeah. you want to talk about dealing with things that come up when you don't have that rabbit hole to jump down? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. cleaned the entire house on day three. Um, I had to really kind of wrestle with some demons when it came to okay. Well, you know, when things get tough in business, and you're or you're trying really hard to solve this creative problem or this complex thing. And you're like, ah, oh, it's really hard on my brain. I'm just going to pick up my phone. Yep. And I realized, I okay, so here's how much time I was spending yeah. on social media.
0: Do you have an iPhone? Yep. So you had the, the screen time
1: app? The Ooh. screen time app? <laughs> that disgusting. Don't, don't go in there. It'll make you want to puke in your own mouth if you look at how much time you spend on social media. But in the month of August that I did not go on social media to consume anything, I read eight books so there was a lot of time that was being spent in those apps and then the other thing that i realized that really messed up my brain when you spend too much time posting about stuff which Mm -hmm. again i get it i'm a business owner i have to do it too but the thought that goes through your head is okay if i post this instagram story Uh -uh. what will everyone else think about me not, here's what did I'm say, doing.
0: Did you say, "What if I post it, or what if I don't post it?" Sorry, well, what was it? If
1: I do post it, yeah, yeah. Then what? What will people perceive from that story? Yeah. And first of all, nobody's thinking that carefully about you. No. And second of all, that's a really weird way to look at the world and what you want to do during your day. Hmm. So it was really nice to kind of get rid of those two or three layers of judgment and perception and waiting for other people's comments or likes to dictate whether or not something I was doing was good or bad. And it really, the other thing that it does is it just makes you slow down. Mm -hmm. Your brain slows down. Your thoughts slow down. More creative downloads can come into your brain. You can think of stuff you want to write, business ideas that pop in. Even just creative pursuits that maybe you'd put on hold because you didn't have time before, but really you do have time because you're just not on Facebook for four hours a day.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's funny, you know, I I started this podcast um, because I, I stopped doing Gran Turismo. I was racing in this uh, FIA challenge thing and I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to stop. And so I stopped, we went away, I came back, I'm like, yeah, don't even need it. I still go on Facebook only because my wife posts pictures. She's the Facebook. I think like during COVID once she had like nine hours in a week. I can't, it was some obscene number. Uh, I look at my Facebook right now on that app and it's like three hours, 54 minutes for the week only because we were camping last weekend. And you know, I think more and more people need to look at that app Mm -hmm. and you know, I have four hours of screen time down 37% from last week. Um, You know, average pickups are 73 per day. but. I get emails and phone yeah. calls for work from it, so it'd be interesting if everybody takes this, you know, does this little challenge and and talks about, um, you know, do I really like it's it's nobody needs Facebook, and I don't want to get into a conversation we've already running um, longer, but like y- young kids, so you and I didn't grow up, you yeah, know, in, in yeah, from ten to you know womanhood or manhood with social media, right? All we had were magazines and tvs to compare ourselves to but no, right and now all this conversation of like my daughters mm. have devices here no they don't have phones and they text their friends through our accounts but they're gonna grow up on facebook they're gonna grow up on instagram they're gonna grow up on youtube and now they have to compare themselves to the other 7.8 billion people that are on this planet earth because that's that's the new norm yeah and it's it's dangerous and then you know to to your point of what are people going to think it's like like, I haven't done it yet. I was ready actually last week to just delete my Facebook app mm. and o- and only use it on my computer. I don't go on Instagram that often. I like YouTube, so I post videos. LinkedIn, I think I use it more for work and, and podcast ideas than anything. But then that whole, there's the comment, the podcast, like, aren't you, isn't podcast social media? <laughs> like,
1: yeah, where do you draw endlessly? the line, right? Yeah, it's like, all content.
0: Right, and so I think it's, you know it's uh i wanted to bring up this book uh it made me think of it it's stop doing that shit with an asterisk by gary john bishop and it talked about um um things that you have no control about right like you don't mm-hmm. have control over where you're born what you look like your genes your genes. you don't get to choose that mm-hmm. so stop stop worrying about it right yep. like in and, and that sort of thing but um, yeah, it made me think of that. But you, you said something when you were talking about life of digital minimalism. Um, it made me think of it. So, um, so you did the detox for thirty days, and now, now what? You're back on it?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Essentially, just jump right back on that train. I are you, are you I more now aware take yeah. And the other thing I do is I take weekends off. So Monday to Friday, kind of look at it as a business type tool um post about what i'm doing still post about who i am as a person because that is important uh, you know when you're choosing who you want to work with and then saturday sunday i take time away from it and i give myself permission to not be informed about all the things and you know what like that includes the news right now because i'm one of those people who's like yes it's important to be informed but like i can be informed on monday and I can yep. have these two days to just have some peace and quiet, feel my cortisol levels come back down, yeah. let myself have a nice calm. Yeah. I call them analog days. Yeah, like just <laughs> like you said when we were kids. Yeah. You know, if you want to watch yeah. something on TV, cool. You but... walked up to
0: it and you turned the dial. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're not that old. We're not that old. There's a remote, but still, we only have thirteen channels. No, I'm just kidding. Um. Oh, what, you know what you talked about the news and social media. and I want to make this statement: I'm, I, I'm not a fan of uh, how these algorithms work on social media. Yeah. But I'm actually happy because I don't search for news and I don't look for it. So my feeds are typically of golf, sports things, uh, <laughs> UFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't get to see the news so much, so that i still going to mess up his, his name. I always want to call him Malcolm Floyd because um, that's an ex-football player. But this whole George Floyd mm-hmm. um, police officer that Neil on thing, I don't think I knew anything about it for like two and a half, three weeks until it was everywhere. You couldn't go anywhere without hearing about it. I remember yep. saying, I said to someone, I go, who the heck is this George? Like, who's this George Floyd guy thing? I like, I keeps hearing about, and they're like, you haven't, you don't know. I'm like, I don't watch the news because I try to stay as positive as possible. So, you know, I guess the, the 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 message you and I are trying to send is just be careful on social media. It is dangerous. It is addictive. I know my wife is on Facebook a ton. She posts and talks to friends, and she's in groups, and they can it can have some value. But um, I might do my 30 day challenge. I might uh, I might try it.
1: I think I you got, would dig it. I think I you would nervous. be. So what, what do you do for work
0: though? You got I mean you gotta answer emails, you gotta answer phone calls. I saw that line about no emails after six PM until nine yes. AM. I've I've done that before and that is pretty awesome to be able to eat dinner yeah. and not hear your phone buzz and yep. and then and you stressing about I gotta go read that email. I need to read that email, it could be important. No, I can wait till the next day. If people want me, they know to call me, right? Yes. So
1: Exactly, and you can put those different boundaries in place depending on what you do. The other amazing thing is there's all kinds of free scheduling apps. So yep. if you still got content that you need to post either for clients or for yourself, yep. you can set all that stuff up in advance and then the you don't really need to go in to those apps yep. and do anything with them. Yep. And I, used I have- Hootsuite. I used exactly. Hootsuite. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. You can use Later, Hootsuite, Planoly. Mm. There's tons of them. And the other thing that I've done, too, is I've deleted Facebook from my phone. So I can only access it on my laptop. And let me just tell you, that is such a freeing thing to not be connected. Because the other thing about Facebook, I'm not on it all that much because it's too angry. That's how I'm going to phrase it. But like you said, with, you know, email, social media, whatever it might be, just because you work from home does not mean you need to answer your emails all the time. If you worked yeah. in an office, a lot of offices have policies where you cannot answer an email past six p m so why not put yep. that in place for yep. you
0: now Instagram, I know you're more active on Instagram, mm-hmm. which is Facebook by the way, but I mean it's yeah, I more <laughs> I, I always find like the instagram it's I find it to be a happier place because yes. it's more about a picture or a video. Uh, rather than a rant or a, yes. a typed out thing. Um, but hey, listen, we're, we're getting to that time. I'm going to end the podcast, but I want to close it because Adam just messaged me back saying, ha, 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 you can have her. So <laughs> I, think, I think you should give him some crap tonight when he gets home. But listen, I appreciate you being on the show and I do want to have you back maybe a little bit after you have your baby.
1: (laughs) Sure. We'll do the whole, did it go as expected?
0: No, I will show up with Adam on delivery and we can do podcasts with you in the room. I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's not going to happen.
1: There are some benefits to COVID, right? One person only allowed in the hospital. Yeah.
0: I almost forgot. We got so into some topics. I forgot my rapid fire. So Katie, you've done this before a while ago. Uh, it's probably similar questions. So are you ready for uh, 11 questions? Ready. Who knows, it's favorite this, favorite that. Okay, so it's really, really quick and easy, I hope. Uh, what's your favorite color? Yellow. That's a weird... I think I said this the first time, too. That's a weird color. Yeah. Okay, favorite dinner meal? Speaking to someone who has stomach issues, but what's your favorite dinner meal?
1: Oh, that's a good question.
0: To- tofu and water? I'm kidding. I'm
1: yeah, kidding. no. Like... <laughs> Actually, I have some good stuff in the fridge because my mom just dropped it off. Like turkey burgers, barbecued with some potato salad and like a green salad. Okay,
0: Coke or Pepsi? Neither. Hey, did you ever drink Coke or Pepsi?
1: Yeah, when I was really little. So I probably market? haven't had it in like 10 years.
0: Hey, do you drink any pop?
1: Yeah, I have. Uh, well, I don't know if you did call you- this pop. It's so bougie. I've got like San Pellegrino in front of me.
0: Yeah, you're just ruining my rapid fire. Thanks a lot. Okay. <laughs> I don't even think you can eat this. White or brown bread?
1: Neither. Because
0: you can't eat it, right? Nope. Ah, okay, before. Wait, no, don't worry. Next question. Coffee, tea, or hot chocolate? Tea. Because all your Instagram photos on your table. Um, what are you watching right now on Netflix, Prime, Crave, Disney+, Plus, whatever streaming service you have?
1: Will and Grace.
0: Great series from back in the day. Yeah. Um, your favorite movie of all time?
1: Uh, Beauty and the Beast.
0: Beauty, animated or or. Animated live? for
1: sure. Yeah. The live action was pretty good. It was good though. She pretty was cool. an engineer, which was totally cool. It, Emma Emma Watson. Yeah, Emma, she's an engineer. Because remember right. she well, remember she came up with that like washing machine thing with That's like, right. and like built the clocks and stuff. I was like, okay. yeah. Right. Good, you got me there. Okay,
0: where would you be? Uh, We'll call you in the automotive industry. So where would you be if you weren't in the automotive industry or automotive writing? Like, where would you be right now if you weren't doing what you're doing?
1: What else? Um, I probably would have become a doctor.
0: Smarty pants. I told you, everyone. She's intelligent. (laughs) I don't know why she's with Adam. (laughs) Ha ha, Adam. What are you obsessed with right now?
1: I am obsessed with reading about stoicism.
0: Okay. One thing most people don't know about you.
1: Ooh. I mean, you probably know this, but a lot of people I work with don't know this, that I used to race go-karts competitively as a kid. I used to
0: show up and watch, yeah. Oh, not as a kid, as an adult, and you still whoop butt. That was good. (laughs) Okay, and this is, I say this every episode, so I don't care if people go, Brandon, you say this all the time. Uh, This is my favorite question for everybody. What was your first car?
1: Oh, it was a little yellow Dodge SX 2.0 which is a neon but like remember the year yeah it was an oh two there you go yeah
0: stick shift or automatic
1: it was automatic
0: uh did the air blow cold and crank windows or
1: uh crank windows but did have air conditioning yeah
0: (laughs) all right that is my rapid fire i'm sorry i forgot it uh but we're just i'll just stitch this into the podcast somehow so anyway katie thank you very much for being on the episode i really appreciate it
1: oh you're welcome thanks for having me
0: all right. This concludes our episode with Katie Thorndike. Again, big shout out to Katie for her sponsorship with the Otherwise Intelligent Woman podcast. And a big thank you to Dealer Socket for their sponsorship with Socket Talk. Episodes drop every Wednesday. You can get the podcast wherever you get your normal podcasts. I'm Brian Alexander, your host, and this is the Brandon Socket Experience.